Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, I'm Steph. And I'm Simon. And this is The Food Fight, a frank discussion of food culture featuring Australia's top chefs, producers, and experts. We'll chat about real issues and go places others won't. This podcast travels throughout the country and we acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we gather and speak. And we pay respect to elders past, present and emerging. This week we are back in person with a fully vaxxed picnic podcast. Steph and I are here for another episode of Stock Takes with none other than babyface owner Andy Burns to talk about this week's hospitality news. Welcome to another, this is a Stock Takes episode of The Food Fight and um we're doing this one. This is a picnic podcast with Andy Burns. Picnic basket. Our, our favourite uh, large seafood holder from Wollongong. <laughs> you haven't been holding much large seafood recently. Uh, how's, how's the holding seafood uh, game treating you? <laughs> oh, hasn't been much of it going on lately. What's the largest s- seafood item you've got in at the moment? Uh, maybe a... 400 gram Morton Bay bug. Nice. Yeah, okay. But I'm but I'm known for bigger seafood than that, so yeah, we'll let's yeah, not, okay. you know, let's we'll not get too excited. a couple of big prawns. You have, indeed. Yeah. Yep. What's the biggest prawn you've ever held? 180 grams. I, I reckon out of the Clarence yeah, right. River. Yeah, it was a, a big fucker. Good prawn. Yeah. Nice good prawn. That is a good prawn. Solid prawn. Good jeans. Actually, uh, I'll leave this to the end. We'll come back to prawns. I'll do a bit of a Tarantino. I'll tease the prawns now. We'll come back later. Um we're another stock takes podcast, and we're just going to talk about a bit, a bit about what's going on in food news because there's some big, mm. big heavy hitting news coming out of Breaking. the great state of Victoria. Yeah. Uh, well done to the Demons, by the way. This is recording this on the Sunday after the grand final. Congratulations to the Melbourne Demons who won on the it. grand final uh, by seventy points, more or less, yesterday. Is that a good win over the? Uh, that's a huge <laughs> win. That's yeah, right, a huge okay, win. So they were down. They were down. They were down midway through the third quarter. Well, and, and then, then and then 70. they won by seventy. They scored sixteen out of the last seventeen goals. Oh, the, the other wow. fellas got a bit tired. The doggies. The, the doggies got a bit tired by the sound <laughs> yeah. of things. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a um, landslide. <laughs> it's a landslide. What's that in percentage? Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, big news out of Melbourne. Martin Ben has left society. Probably the biggest uh, restaurant hospitality mm-hmm. venue opening of. It's got to be the last, I don't know, in 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 memory. Yeah, like a fifteen million dollar fit out or something. Fifteen something. fifteen million was the word. Yeah, Lucas spent and I mean, fifteen million. Three or four years in the making as well. Three or four uh, years in the making. I don't think I've ever seen another restaurant have that kind of stretched out from announcement to to I mean, to non opening almost. Yeah, I was sick uh, of hearing it before hearing about yeah. it before it even opened. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because right? it, it was it was like almost like eighteen months before they even closed Sepia that announced they're leaving and then. Was it after they closed that they announced they were going to yep. society? Yep, it was after. So it just I'm felt like sure. a very protracted uh, thing. But the, the interesting thing just to start with is that there's so much anticipation around the opening. Mm. Like we're like everyone's like, okay, what? Okay, what's going to be? What is Martin Ben going to be doing in Melbourne? Mm. Martin Ben Lucas Group. What's going to be happening? And it's like, oh, this is so exciting. Something, mm. something good. And then obviously it goes for way longer than the opening goes for way longer. And then you have got a pandemic thrown into the middle of it and things yeah. like that. Then they finally get open. And talking to a friend from Melbourne, literally just then. But I think that they got about one week Five of days. regular service, yeah. including the soft opening. Yeah. I shouldn't laugh. I know. It's just it's, like, I mean, it's, so, it's just so tragic. You almost have to laugh. And now they're in lockdown again, and Martin Ben's not there anymore. Mm. Wowzers. 
So you think news. you had problems? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will tell Chris Lucas that I I haven't been on the pants for a little while, but yeah. um, can, I am can, currently can sort of partly on yeah, uh, I mean, disaster relief, was, so I am available. It was pretty exciting because, <laughs> you know, whatever you kind of say about these these large, you know, rich groups who can who can put rest wrestlers together, it did look like it was going to be a seriously world class restaurant from you know from the fit out to the kitchen. The kitchen looked insane, like just a modernist cook, you know, chef's wet dream um and the, the team they put together was some you know some you know, big some bigger uh, sort of big names in hospitality going there from the front of the house of the chefs so it did look like it was going to be this you know really world-class venue for melbourne um so it's definitely a, a, a big shame although everyone's talking about it like it's closed it's still there that's the funny <laughs> thing yeah, isn't well, it yeah. right yeah. but so like this is the interesting thing i Obviously, it's going to take a hit in terms of its popularity because Martin Ben has left. I think mm. that like like a lot of people be like, okay, we wanted to go to society. Now I'm just not quite as keen to go to society because Martin Ben's no longer there. I mean, but does that just take their waiting list from six months to three months? That's over, the question. Eh? So that's what I'm 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 thinking. And yeah, like again, just talking to a friend on the phone. It's like you think about the like we're pretty in like there are a lot of people who enjoy dining. And that dine frequently at all these types of venues and things like that, but they don't know the name of the head chef of any of these venues. Yeah, you know what I mean. They just want to go to a swanky restaurant, mm. that's, that's and they've heard true. about X X Y Z place. Like we we know who Martin Ben is, and listeners of this podcast probably know who Martin Ben is, but like a lot of the di- the majority of the dining public yeah. public don't. I mean, and it's and it's still obviously they've still got a ridiculous team there. You know, you would do wonder how you know if people might leave or how many people are going to stay. Well, who who um, was the head chef? Did um, I can't remember his name. Ex-Fat uh, Duck in Bray. Mm. So some good uh, good history. That's, I think that's the only place he got listed. He worked at Ezard as well. Yeah, yeah, in um, Levantine Hill. And so obviously wouldn't wouldn't be employed there as the head chef, uh, that person, if they, yeah. Yeah, if, they, if they weren't very good at the job. I mean, the interesting thing is, is are they just going to run you know, Martin Ben's menu. Thirty eight, thirty eight, thirty eight a la carte. Or is he gonna switch? I imagine there'd be some sort of like tapering of it, but I mean Martin Ben's I mean he's he's a you know world class chef for a reason. His food is, is very original, very unique. So it's it's not like you can kind of replicate it. So at some point it's gonna have to just have a switch from the old dishes to new dishes and you know everything kind of mm. is gonna be dictated for that. Seems like a pretty tough position for the new chef to be in. His, um, na- his name's Luke Hayden, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Shout um, out to Luke. Yeah. F- feel for you. Good luck, champ. Um, <laughs> yeah. So talk more about this difficult position well, that he's in, and all the all the difficulties. Yeah. Poor like, Luke faces. You just. I mean, it's pretty tough when, like, you take over an existing restaurant anyway. Like, I mean, like when we sort of took over Cavo, like people have expectations of previous chef. And you want to put your mark on it, but you want to keep the customers and like, so it's going to be a pretty weird position into what he's going to do and how much, you know, control he's got in the restaurant going forward. But he's stepping into some massive shoes that, you know, it's, it's, I mean, trying to fill them is, 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 you know, is probably an impossibility, but it's, you know, can you put together what has been hyped up as a world-class restaurant? Mm. Got to to keep those regulars too after five five (laughs) days of trade. Got to keep the people coming back. I mean that 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 might be a good thing. (laughs) They're going to kill you if you take the tuna off. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean the tuna with with the 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 chicken jelly. That's the the, the brunoise of jelly. (laughs) We already know the dish. Um, But well, I guess like here's the question. It's like because only a week's worth of patrons have been there. Mm. It means that the expectation of the food is only. You know, there by the week of people who went there. Yeah. So, like, I go there and I'm like, well, I'm obviously not expecting Martin Ben yeah. food. So, like, do you just kind of does, like, what do you think the Lucas group does? Like, do you think they just persist with Luke, poor old Lukey boy who's in the hardest position in Australia? Luke, come on the podcast and talk about this. Yeah. This would be how, fucking how feeling? great chat. But, it might be, um, might be chomp- I mean, it's a massive opportunity. Like, yeah. Like, like it's not like it's, it's and exactly. And if you want, bad, if you want to fill up, if you want to fill up your bookings list, then get Luke on the food fight. And, yeah, exactly. you know, and get some extra how long is there a Melbourne uh, reopening? That's timeline? the question. I don't think there is. How long have right? they? How long have they? Yeah, same. Um, I think they're a couple of weeks behind us in New South Wales now. So I think they will be, but sim- similar but different. I think, but at seventy percent, they'll be opening up restaurants, bars to vaccinated people, like similar ones. I think. The eighty percent double vax. Then there's some differences 
between the two states. But they're 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 two or three weeks behind, I think. So they're mm. gearing up for an opening now as well. Yeah. Um, well, I guess it depends how long they've got. They've got some got some time to yeah. bust some moves. It'll be I interesting mean, to see. Is, is like the the pictures of the of the dishes have been you know, thrown across magazines and social media. So, you know, are people expecting the uh, the one with the red rings and the one with the green rings and then the one with the, the jelly on top? Like, yeah. <laughs> people, I know exactly <laughs> the dishes you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic, the green ring one, oh, though. It's a fucking great dish. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, 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 the tuna chicken jelly. Brunoise jelly, yeah. Um, so, I mean, so, you know, there will be a lot of people expecting that. Um, interesting one. I think the thing, it was quite a shock. I was actually I found out through Andy when I was texting him about what we might talk about and doing this podcast. Yeah, and that's he's how like, I found out. Yeah, I found yeah, out from like, you. He's like, I've got mine. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, mine. Ben just left society. I'm like, what? <laughs> you, when? I'd, I'd just what seen it. Yeah, it's like two minutes before it's posted. Um, uh, uh, so it, uh, and everyone was kind of chatting about it. There's lots of uh, lots of disbelief in the comments and uh, sort of, of uh, asked some chefs what they thought about it. Um, do you think? But, it, sorry, go for it. Uh, my point is that it said in the press release that, that Vicky Wilde had actually already left in July, I believe. So that went quite under the radar. I can't mm. remember any. Maybe here in New South Wales it did. Maybe in Melbourne maybe. it probably didn't. But maybe, yeah, like, in the industry. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't think Good Food did an article about that. Like, so that went under the radar. So if you, you maybe you've seen this coming a little bit, if you know that. So obviously something has happened or a change of mind or heart has happened and, you know, possibly. They decided to leave, but Martin and Ben decided, you know, said he'd stay on for the first two months. It just happened that the first two months was all locked down. So it's, it'll be interesting if we ever do find out what happened. I doubt we will, except for some, maybe some gossip. It's when he does his, he'll get uh, Jock from Zon Filo to ghostwrite his memoir. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and then you guys can fact check it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, also, like, not forgetting too that, like, they not only have they lost Martin Ben, but they've lost Vicky Wilde. Yeah, and imagine that, mm. like, both front and back. Like, when, all, all yeah. we've spoken about is, that, is Martin Ben. Yeah, and, that's a, that's a nightmare for any restaurant. Oh, it's almost why like any restaurant that has like um, a couple running it, it's like it's always a worry. Yeah. Like, they're you know, either gonna break up. And they're going to be fucking horrible for each other. And they probably both want to leave anyway. Or they're just going to leave and start their own place and you're just fucked. Or they leave together. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> it's... Um, yeah, Jen and I did that. Sorry. <laughs> I understand. Sorry, diggies. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, and that, that's, a, that's a bit of a nightmare anyway. So, um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it pans out realistically. Do you, think, do, you think, do you think they'll try to replace him with a big name? Andy? Man, I, that's I don't know. I don't know. Like, a, like, like Simon said, and well, like we've spoken about the dishes we've seen. Like Martin Ben is Martin Ben, and yeah. his food is is very uniquely and specifically his food. And if you're a chef, or if you've dined at CPO or whatever, like you, you know it, and like. There's no point trying to replicate it. Like, that, yeah. that's pointless. So, like, you've either got to make a choice. You run with the crew you've got. Do you run that menu? That's another question. Or do you, yeah, go all out and try and try and get a big gun I'd say, like, to, I mean, to replace that person? But it, big shoes to fit. I'd yeah. want to be a big gun. So, so who's the big guns? Who, who, well, Steph who, put who his we, hand up, everyone. Who are we putting out there? <laughs> I'm busy. Um, so I'm, so I'm any busy international busy. players out um, there? Well, I, mean, I think if you think about like who, who's, who's available, who, well, who, who could fill those if, shoes? If you, you think like there's, there's no established names who would probably go there because they Ben, ben Shuri, man, won, yeah, I don't they, know. They, yeah, we, the big names have already got jobs. Do you reckon they, they could offer, offer, reckon they could offer Mark so, Best enough money to go there? Oh, there you go. That's, he's, 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 he's consulting he's or something. Like got a bit on. He's got some yeah. business with the lamb guys and yeah, all that. Yeah, Margra, Mangra. Margaret, I don't know. Margaret. I'm just trying to think of people who could pot, like. I think the realistic, like, if you were looking to hire a new chef, you'd be Marco? looking. You'd be looking at that. Marco's free. Marco's free. Gordon, what are you doing? Isn't Gordon Ramsay's like daughter in town. Jock, he's busy with so, TikTok, yeah. mate. Gordon's um, TikToks. If you were looking to hire a new chef, there, you'd be looking at that that sort of tier of uh, young chefs in head chef roles or sous chef roles, which I imagine is what their head chef is now. So I think you'd be you'd be looking at the best chefs in that slightly lower tier who might be future stars. You know, so you'd be looking around the same one. So I can't imagine they would hire a new chef unless there was... Like, I just, you can't think of anyone who would just go and take over that restaurant, really. Maybe, like, maybe run that menu and then, like you say, taper off yeah, until yeah, the, the head chef style. Yeah, it's just, it'd be such a 
Such a sort of stark change. I don't know. Glad it's not my 15 mil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've got better things to do with mine. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's all my millions. Yeah. Like, it's still an epic... Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I still really want to go there. I'm yeah. sure they'll be fine. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a worry. It's, um, yeah, it's, I don't think I've ever really seen a development like that in, uh, yeah, in, it's in Australia. It's kind of like well, uh, Gordon Ramsay leaving Aubergine and stealing the reservation book back in the day, kind of thing. Oh, like, really? Is that what yeah, he did? That story? Yeah, no. yeah. Well, him and that's when Marco fell out, apparently, like, because Marco blamed Gordon and Gordon said, and apparently it was. Gordon Ramsay did it in the end. He admitted they to both, it. Yeah, yeah. But like, 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 this is back in the day when there was no online booking. So, a physical book with all the reservations, everyone contact details, and he nicked it. So they just have people showing up, and they had no idea like who they were if they had a reservation. No just, way. Just like such a stitch up. <laughs> so, no way. So, but you can't do that now. You can't. You can't steal now. Book it. <laughs> Maybe Matt Martin Bench just like employed Martin some Martin Russian Martin hacker like to like steal all the bookings list of society <laughs> and did a runner. So uh, well, I don't know. I guess the disappointment is that I I don't know. Well, ho- I don't know. I just hopefully by the time lockdown's over, and well, this is what I want. I want lockdown to end and be able to go to Melbourne again and do some more podcasts and things like that. And the and the the Brunoise jelly still on the menu. <laughs> that's, that's what I want to taste that ju- that dish. You know, you know, I want to get that little hint of Martin Ben before it's completely, yeah, completely it? dissipated into and, something and new. You on know? top of that, what will Martin and Vicky do next? Are they coming back to Sydney? Are they? Yeah, oh. I said something about sort of retirement. Oh, what? Sorry, it said something about like he was basically in retirement. Oh, okay. In the press release or the, or the article, good for nothing. Is he pretty so, old? He's no spring chicken. Yeah. Must have, must have cashed right in on this little uh, <laughs> pre- open invitation, both to yeah. you, Mark. Uh, Martin and Vicky um, yeah. to come on the podcast and chat about it as well. Yeah, I know that yourselves. you probably don't have too many media <laughs> offers <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> when, you, when you're done with Women's yeah. Weekly, yeah. It's, it's one of those ones you just like. It's a bit anticlimactic because you hear about it and you just know you're not going to ever find out the story. Yeah, you, know, like, you might. Curious. I don't know. Maybe you will. Maybe, maybe, uh, yeah, you, you'll hear someone says something from someone. Maybe something legal happens yeah. and then you have to find out. Slide into our DMs and, and shill the goss. Yeah, I mean, look, realistically, like. If we're if we're extrapolating on what actually happened, mm. unless for some reason that there was a contract in place where he finishes tenure there, you know, not long after he started, which doesn't make sense. Mm. No, realistically, like you wouldn't you wouldn't just leave because you were kind of over it because you don't really have enough time to get over it, like mm. because you've only done a week of services and things like that. And you've been working towards this for four years and all that sort of thing, like. There had to be some pretty intense shit going on behind the scenes, right? Like, yeah, am well, I right? Like, am I speculating way too be, much I mean, there? Yeah. Like, like you think it's either a falling out between the parties, mm. or it's a, a vast change of heart where he's you know gone. Well, I, this is what I thought I wanted to do, but it turns out that nah, no. Um, and the added pressure of like the constant Melbourne lockdown. Like, yeah. I can't even like Melbourne, I, I, Melbourne yeah. yesterday. I think it was yeah, yesterday. Melbourne, Melbourne just broke the record for the. Longest city in lockdown in the world. Yeah. That's just so, congratulations, so, Melbourne. It's another, so intense. Another award for Melbourne. Yeah. That's so intense. Yeah, it's wild. Um, so yes, we will see. To be to be confirmed mm. when mm. Martin and Vicky join us on the podcast mm. to give us all the details. Mm. But what about a positive, a different positive one? The fancy restaurant Phil Wood back in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Don't know when that's supposed to open. What's the name? What's the name of that? That I'm, I'm that looking forward to that. Though is called. I can't remember. Um, the spot looks awesome. <laughs> so informed here on yeah. the food oh, fight. I'll just, I'll just <laughs> throw it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Off the cuff. Where is it? Um, Pato, isn't it? Is Pato? it? Yeah, yeah. It's in, yeah. I mean, obviously another great chef coming back to Sydney. Yeah. Did a little sabbatical in uh, in Mornington Peninsula. So, yeah, exciting opening to come. Um, and, yeah, hopefully there'll be some good openings in the next, next, next six months or a year in Sydney. Mm. I'll just before we move on, I'll just add that Simon chose the spot that we're currently in. Mm. We're we're overlooking a soccer oval here in Wollongong. This is our picnic. It was ideal. It was good because it has gotten us out of the wind. Mm. We are on a graffiti dunny block with yeah. broken glass and ciggy butts. Yeah. That looks like the bong smoking capital of Gwynville. We did rip and a couple before the podcast. What you did not count on, though, Simon, was this big fuck off tree right here yeah. with a, a family of lorikeets yeah. in it. That is just you can't. It's- it's Australia. No matter where you go, there's fucking squawking. <laughs> North Gong. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's hard to it's hard to foresee. So sorry, listeners, if you're um oh, like disturbed nature. by the 
disturbed by the lorikeets. If They're nature disturbs you. Um, this is our first live podcasting in some time, though. So I know. First in person podcast in yeah. ages. Good day. Yeah, a few steps months. back. Yeah, yeah. everyone. For the, for, for um, moving on. What's next? Um, Simon. We, we're going to talk about a potential um, shit fight in that we, restaurants are about to be open. Originally, it was the 18th. Now it's looking like it might be the 11th, which is a bit of a spanner in everyone's work. So either you, you stick to your original date or you try and move it forward. Um, and the customers and staff will be needed to be double vaccinated to, to enter. Um, and the vaccine passports might not be ready f- until a couple of weeks after we open. So there's all these things coming together where we will have to find other ways of people proving they're vaccinated. Um, it has been tough for some people to get their vaccination in the last couple of months because of supply issues. Uh, so there might be some restaurants who don't have enough staff to open. Um, and also the actual um, you know, health health notice might not be finished by any either. So we won't actually know what we are supposed to do in any given situation. So mm-hmm. there's lots of things coming together, which might mean that on top of trying to reopen a restaurant after three months, <laughs> there's an extra level of shit fight that we have you know, already probably disgruntled customers. Um, no official way to, for them to show they're, they're vaccinated. Um, and might not have enough staff to open anyway. <laughs> so it's a bit doom and gloom, but it's it's all kind of hurtling very fast towards opening day, and these things are becoming more and more real. So I, th- I think that, yeah. wasn't it that the service New South Wales official vax pa- passport wasn't going to be ready? Mm. But like, I've got my little thing on well, my phone that you yeah. can just bring up in your yeah. wallet, right? Yeah. So, so that they'll be, they'll be, but they'll be putting that on the restaurant to, well, ex- exactly. hey, you guys have to do this yeah. rather than but, um, classic. But I mean, you're going to get people who say, you know, oh, I haven't got that or. Do you know what this. the vax passport yeah. like is going to actually, like what the functionality of it's supposed to be? In what, what, what way? Would you just show it to someone and they're like, yes, yeah, sweet. Well, yeah. Like, like, cause can, can you just fucking. Part of the QR code, right? I think they're going to incorporate it with the new... Is that what it is, right? So you go QR up, code and I it says... So. Okay, that's yeah. what I was what wondering because it's like... It's, if you just have to show someone the screen of your phone, it's pretty easy to yeah. just show a major oh, yeah. D like well, the one, one that a phone your, screen with a fucking green tick on it. Yeah, like, well, the one that comes up on like Apple Pay, it would just be really... I mean, you could just take a screenshot of that and quick, quick bit of editing on yeah. any app on your yeah. phone. Yeah. And you can knock one out. So the main thing is that we need to know this stuff. Um... And we're very much in the dark. So, you know, we're going to have to put in processes and systems to enable us to do this. And it's whether, you know, people do it when they get there or can they send it through beforehand when they book. Um, you know, it, it still hasn't really been official that do all staff need to be vaccinated? Is it just the customers? Well, what do they need to show? What, what What's a restaurant's liability for enforcing a vaccination mandate as well? It is a bit of a worry. Like if you, you know, if you're obviously telling all your staff they have to get vaccinated... <coughs> And then they did have some some side effects. Uh, there's liability there, possibly. So there's a lot of unknowns. And the government's like, yeah, no, 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 no. Restaurants, you can open. Just make sure everyone's vaccinated. And like, they're not mm. giving us anything else. Had a fair, they've also had a fair bit of time. I feel, I, I, I you know, I'm not Gladys. And, mm. She's uh, had heaps of time. They've, they've had a she's, fair she's bit of time. She's busy to, at all. I mean, but like, let's, let's be honest. <laughs> I think you guys mentioned on one of your previous podcasts that I was listening to is like, it's... It's been pretty um, consistent that something gets announced mm. and there's just no, like it's completely not organized. Then Service New South Wales, the phones melt yeah. or a website crashes and then two weeks later it actually gets figured out. So, yeah, yeah, so hopefully, um, hopefully in the next uh, fortnight we've got a bit of clarity. Mm. and a um, I mean, the, bit the, of backbone behind yeah. some of these I mean, words. The, mm. the, the way it's looking at the moment... Um, which is also just hearsay and, and some announcements is that there'll be, a, there'll be some restaurants who maybe their staff or not enough of their staff are fully vaccinated. They'll be able to open one day for takeaway. The next day, they, will have to, they won't be able to open because they won't have the staff. Um, so that's going to be a bit shit when it's, you know, it's, it's restaurants reopening. We're allowed to have customers in again, but some restaurants might not be able to open. And obviously that is, is a fault on the staff a little bit for not getting vaccinated quicker, but... It, there has been no, but it's not. You, no, it's not because there are staff. Like I've got a friend who works in health mm. that got her second vaccination like two days ago, yeah, and wow. she was trying to get vaccinated. There are still a lot of people out there yeah. see, that's, who that's, are see, trying that's to get vaccinated because they were the first people that should have been. Yes, yeah, yeah. That, that's, I don't that's, know. That's I, crazy. I feel like there have been like 
we've all known this for a very long time though. Like if you've, well, there wasn't I don't know, you'd be pretty about... unlucky if mm. you've gone out of your way to try and get vaccinated and haven't been able to. Yeah. It, yeah. With AstraZeneca, that is. Yeah, yeah. AstraZeneca, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I mean, then, then there's, there can be a 12-week wait with AstraZeneca has been the problem. But they're cutting it down. Yeah, like one, yeah. of, one, of, one of our boys got it mm. and he was going to be like his second one's on the 25th, but they yeah, said they can, they can bring it back a week yeah. to, to the week before if he needed to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, which isn't ideal, like obviously, um, but... I wonder yeah. how you get some of that Moderna shit. It's, not, get the, get, it's coming get, soon. Get that real coming shit. soon. It landed. It's here. Um, We've got it. They're keeping most of it for boosters. So it's only going to be a bit and it's only going to be in focus. So areas. what? You can get a booster of Moderna having been vaxxed with Pfizer and Astra. Yeah. Yeah, right. You sure, can get... Sure my Astra. mate got Astra first, had yeah. a reaction, and got Pfizer second. Yeah, right. Well, they're, they're, they're yeah. different. It's a match. Like Pfizer's an mRNA and so is Moderna <laughs> vaccine and then uh, AstraZeneca's a viral load more traditional yeah. vaccine so I'm not sure if you can get a Moderna booster for AstraZeneca yeah right but like I just the, think it'd be, inter- it'd be cool to have the Moderna vaccine just to be unique people are like just, oh yeah I got Moderna so you're like, that's, that's, like the old, Moderna. that's the old tipster <laughs> yeah. that, be like, so we got this uh, single batch <laughs> good shit <laughs> good yeah it's biodynamic <laughs> Moderna vaccine ah, someone should it's do fresh fresh in, in. Brewer, brewers or it's a small little place in the brewers should do snakes. brewers Un- or like yeah some some fucking distillery can like can South Coast Distillery well, do like a single, single batch Moderna single South Coast? Moderna. Well, yeah. Moderna's got like more of the active ingredient, as it were, in it. Yeah, right. Um, so like it is like kind of um, a little bit different where it's almost like a specialty vaccine. Yeah. Anyway, shit show. So uh, rundown. Have you guys, <laughs> um, like tell me about what you guys are, what you guys are, are you going for the 18th or are you going for the 11th or what are yeah, you doing? Yeah, we've, we've, I mean, we thought it was the 18th. We aimed for the 18th. We're going to stick to that. We, we need you know, a week to to prep, set up, finish finalizing everything. So we need right. that run up. Can you do like, can you open two days before? Well, uh, can you open on like the 15th for friends and family well, who don't we, care and won't give you bad reviews? Like them. like two um, soft openings and stuff. And that means we basically have like... We spoken briefly. It's like a moment we just, we just don't really know. So it's hard to organize anything, but... I was is, kind of joking. There, well, well we, we, we've already spoken about maybe a, maybe a little famil for, for some people or, or whatever. But... Um, yeah. You know, we're going to be, it's going to be a big week. There's a lot of stuff to, to, to get Simon's in, to trial, busy to set boy. up. The kitchen's getting a, a massive scrub because it'd be the only chance we really get to do that full full day of just pulling everything and cleaning. So that'll be, a, that's always nice. Love that. Good day. Um, and then, yeah, then a lot of prep, a lot of trialing, a lot of putting everything into place and then back to it. New menu? New menu? Yeah, entirely new menu. Fuck. Um, adjusted slightly, a new, new tasting menu coming along with the a la carte. And then some other other things were we're in, in in the works. So I've got a ever growing mountain of menus to write. Cool, that's Working exciting. Mm. Anything, Andrew? Yeah, Andrew. Eighteen. No, same story. Yeah, uh, we're we're aiming for what was kind of originally set the twentieth. I've just found it super hard to be like Andrew owns Babyface. By the way, I don't oh, yeah. know if we've noted, mentioned uh, that for people that don't listen, but uh, Babyface Kitchen in Wollongong, <laughs> check it out. Co co-founder. <laughs> yeah. <of> the- <laughs> Of the, uh, yeah, we, we, we just found this guy. Yes, Andy used to be the co-host of this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, just to just to introduce you because we didn't actually fucking say that. So um, yeah, uh, yeah, we're going for. I think it's Wednesday the twentieth. It was originally. Uh, it was that original date they kind of floated, mm. and I like. I won't have a. We won't be ready before then. Um, yeah, because I, I've just found it super hard to be. Like we're doing heaps of, like we're doing takeaway. We've got a bunch of like lasagnas, we do, and then little burger Saturday sling and lamb packs. Like and how do the lasagnas go? You f- you, they're flying out the door. Yeah, we, we've been doing. Like you just 60, went to a lasagna 60 shop. Sixty kilos a week. Yeah. Fuck me. Yeah, a bit less now, but yeah, I, I we could have been doing a hundred kilo, like kilos a week at one point. Anyway, it's like. Done with all that, <laughs> or, or, yeah. or not done, but get, getting done with it, like trying to switch the focus. I mean, the, the guys in the, the guys in the kitchen have uh, kind of taken uh, over for me, which is really nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah like cool. take, they've taken over the responsibility and brain power for the minute, so I can actually focus on us reopening, which has like been pretty hard to just yeah. flick that switch and switch the brain back to like, okay, need to be super refined and creative here, and like. Um, and Remember what it's like to run a kitchen during it, a service. It, it not, and not only like. that, I was, like I was saying to Simon before we started, like uh, contacting farms yep. and like trying, we can't, there's dishes we can't 
test for a couple more weeks because like our seafood supply isn't getting yeah. live marin at the moment because or no because one, no, no one else is buying it. It's, so, so it's going to be it's going to have a bunch of challenges and trying to put that together not only that we've got things you know we're buying fucking knives from france for our main course we've got plates being made really down in Aladala wow. and like it's a new this yeah no new, heaps, heaps new, of new look baby yeah, face heaps of new stuff happening um like yeah, the website's finally being redone by by the guys you put me onto about two years ago, Steph. So, <laughs> yeah, so he's just got, getting around a, to it. Got a lot, gotcha. got a got a lot going on mm. behind the scenes, and um. So new menu, like keeping all, some all, old favorites on that. All no, new menu, all new. Yep. Great. Yeah, oh, cool. a couple of the a la carte will That's always have a couple of things on it, but all new set menu yeah. going up ten bucks too. You Good heard it here. Look Good. out, deal with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I never really, I didn't really think about that, but it kind of will be a great time to dine. Coming out of lockdown because everyone will well, kind of have a new menu. Well, yeah, like, we, yeah, we've, we've skipped, yep. we've skipped in, the whole season. We've skipped a season, so, and yeah, yeah. We're, we're very much into spring, and that's when you know, you're, you're probably your biggest when your biggest changes is that that winter menu to your spring menu. Mm. So yeah. yeah, everyone's gonna have new shit going on. It is it is hard to it's like chatting to the farmers. Like last week, just call, I was calling everyone, and um, like chatting to Hado and Erica and Hartley, and um, they're, they're all it's all this little in betweeny phase now, yeah, like because yeah. it's. They're, they're just all the spring stuff starting to come through, but it's not ready. And but they but there's all that also brings heaps of cool stuff like young garlic and little yeah. things going to shoot or flowers mm. and green. But stuff. so lots of green yeah. stuff. Yeah, mm. that was my plate. That was a dish I was writing. I just wrote lamb, green stuff, yeah. spring. Yum. Simon dish. I work it. I work it out later. <laughs> Maybe we'll leave it on the menu like that. We want to start writing my menus like autumn air. Sea breeze. <laughs> Fuck off. The first no, but, but sounds of spring. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Keats. You can free. hear it. That's the, this, that's this podcast. Laura the Keats. The spring podcast. But it's like we've got a little where, nest where right next to us. It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> New life. We're, we're, we're pumped though. Yeah, that's exciting. exciting. We're, we're ready. We're, yeah. We are ready. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just picturing as well though the funny like little hangovers from lockdown that like will still happen. I'm just like imagining something like you got the baby face, you got the, the new ceramics, you got the new, you know, wine list and some brand new spring menu and all that sort of stuff. And then down the bottom of the menu it says, on your way out, why not grab a lasagna? Only $30. <laughs> like, oh, whatever. Yeah. You just, well, why not keep a, keep a, <laughs> keep a fridge full of lasagnas? <laughs> like, yeah, just please. upsell a lasagna lasagna on the way out well, for those people who are like oh, there wasn't much fucking food I'd rather have a on the way like, yeah. here's lasagna <laughs> back for you he's <laughs> <laughs> a very hot lasagna in your lap <laughs> oh, that's exciting well um, anyone who works for the government yeah. more clarity please and customers the... please be kind yeah if you're going to mm. if you're going to be dining out uh, yeah. you know in the month of October Don't just bully the front of house staff yeah, yeah. it's not on yeah, no, that is not on. Mm. There should be some sort of um, should make like a, a hashtag Register. or a yeah, just a hashtag. Maybe just hashtag. Don't be a dick or something like well, that. Yeah. Just to get that around in terms of like how to treat people yeah, in hospitality yeah. venues. Like if you've been able to work this whole time and make money and do all that sort of thing, and then you know you've got a chip on your shoulder about something when you go to dine out. Just remember that the people serving you haven't had a job for the last and however and long. It's, so. and it's also probably not their uh. Their venue or their decision, they're just they're just doing oh, yeah. what their bosses. That's told exactly them. right. So come, the bosses doing come, the come and see process. me. I'm up for it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'll be in the back. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, moving right along, Andy. What's next? Oh, gong. We were just going to have a, a bit of a bit of a gong chat because mm. Steph's back in the gong. Mm. Um, haven't caught up with these lovely fellas for yeah. ages, and we we thought we'd um. Well, I, Back I to thought, the Golden Show. Yeah, we'd have a bit of a chat about like uh, just the progression in Wollongong and the ridiculous amount of apartments going up, et cetera, et cetera. And like mm. I look off, kind of just thought yesterday, like sending my dad a video. Mm. He hadn't been to my place in a while. Sending my, you guys know where I live, yeah, like yeah. Victoria Square. They're sending my dad a video of like off my balcony. Yeah. And it's just, there's like two new, I think 20 plus stories. Sorry, three new 20 plus stories you can see. And then... Next to my place, there's another, I think it's 16-story, like basically right next door. And then across the road, there's another um, 15-plus story. And then 
around the other side of my building along the train track. So they've just sold all all of that off, um, and it's DA for another sixteen story. Wow. Yeah. And that's I mean, in the space of like one city block. Got to be a couple of thousand people. Yeah. Potentially moving into Wollongong. Well, people keep. I keep having the conversations like, like people say, oh, uh, you know, like I look around Wollongong, are people living in these things? It's like, well, mm. these guys are spending gargantuan amounts of money on building them. Like, what do they I, think people are doing? I, I think I think people are, are living in yeah. it. Well, the ones near ours, like the I think it's called, they're called the Signature and Avante. Yeah, yeah, all, like they, like they've the, and the other one, sorry, up near um, Dicey's towards Dicey's there. They they've all. The lights are all on at night yeah. now. Like they're they're all pretty full. And then there's the one going up next to Goodies as well. Mm. But yeah, the the reason I brought it up was I just was you know have, wanted to ask your guys' opinion. You know, you got you guys are the big podcast guys, very very educated in these things. As to you, what do you think is going to happen mm. in the next five years or so in Wollongong? Like, what's the impact on well, the hospital I, industry? To, I guess to like to kick off, I I think one of the really palpable things around here that's come out of COVID is people moving away from the cities and moving to Wollongong. Big as, time, hey. as, as you said before we started the podcast, Andy, pri- house prices in Austinmere, which is a northern suburb of Wollongong, went up 40% in the last 12 months, mm. which is out of control. And it's, it's kind of the same anywhere, but there is a big demographic of people that are moving away from the city to a place uh, you know, where they can have a, a different lifestyle and maybe have a bit more space. And stuff like that. And Wollongong, you know, if they maybe need to go into the office a couple of days a week or something like that, there are a lot of people moving to Wollongong, a lot of new new bodies in Wollongong. And, and, and just looking at property prices and stuff like that, it's, it's just through the roof and stuff is going like there was a house, there was a house in Bulli recently as the, as the, the Northern Line passes us. Um, there's a house in Bulli recently where there were something like, there were over a hundred registered bidders at an auction, wow. and it went for like it went for I think it went for like something like you know three million dollars, which was it was something like eight hundred thousand dollars over the reserve and 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 stuff like that. It's crazy. Yeah. So in terms of just looking at the property market, what's happening, and and you know people that I'm talking to who are le- like leaving Sydney to to look for other pastures, mm. um, yeah. It's a hot spot, and I mean, in ter- like, you know, yeah, and and then you look at these apartments, and there's just going to be that that higher level of population. Mm. But I mean, I mean, number one, like, has do you guys think also that the city the city has got the like? Ha- have there been operators who have identified the market and and said, well, like, there is going to be a need for more venues, like? Do you think we have more venues than we than we did? Like, are we prepared for a market that needs we, more fine, like dining out? Or there does seem to be more and more places opening. So it's slowed down the last couple of years, shockingly. Um, I think it's it's going to be the eternal question with Wollongong. It's always been up and coming, up and coming, and there's these buildings. And mm. Like, when's it going to? It's going to fucking snowball, and it it's never quite um, kind of come out like that yet. So it does seem like we've been waiting, sort of five six maybe seven years now for Wollongong to hit that cusp and become that that well-known city we definitely punch above our weight with the bars in in Wollongong um but it's still there's been some real bad planning errors and issues with Wollongong from council where all these high-rises have had to have retail space in the bottom and the rents they and they they don't really care I think if they rent them out or not they'd like because the rent is insane on some of these units Mm. and that's the majority of Wollongong CBD now if you want to get a space there's either a bar already in it, it's not suitable for a bar, or it's under a, under a high rise. You've got to do the build, um, and it's you know kind of a bit, a bit soulless as well. Mm. And and they're fucking so expensive. Mm. Like even like Sanchuro just moved out of what's a great little lot um, to a smaller place. And like, they and they're, they're seemingly busy. Like when I'm having yeah. a drink, like Lala's or whatever, like they they were busy. Mm. Um, so I think the the I mean, the people who can actually afford these units are big you know big franchises and big companies so they're not really adding too much to the scene here because then the people who you know the hospitality professionals can't afford the rents these places so i think like it's it's tough with that to try and keep up um and there is some you know some great spots in town like the one where the the rockpool group their german place oh, bavarian bavarian that's mm. a great spot 
Like it's like a premium spot. That's and, that's know, done, isn't it? Well, I don't know. Like they've been closed for ages. They haven't bothered opening. They so were talking about reopening before this lockdown. Yeah. Right. So there's all these kind of spots that are laying empty and bare. So you kind of think that if that's the case, if it stays like that, then the, the good the good hospitality you know staff are going to open stuff in you know in in Thrill, in Port Kembla. Um, you know, Gwynville, and it's going to kind of spread the city out a little bit. So, which, which, like, would be it's awesome. quite cool in some ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, like living in Thrall. It's a, uh, you know, we got a, we got a good little scene happening. Like mm. in my neck of the woods, yeah. like we've got puppies there, which is like a good burger dive bar. There's like a, a nice little wine bar next door that's just open called yeah, Pickled, Pickled Poet. Poet. Yeah. Um, Opened by the guys that own a cafe called Wild Next Door, mm. and they always do they do a really good job. Mm. And yeah, like you know, slowly, slowly, slowly but surely, more things, more things happening. But yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one because I think like being a part of this, and and also having worked like in regions on cookbooks and things like that, it, it feels like in regions, a lot of the time the mantra is always like. Oh, it's on the up now. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's just like, and it keeps going. And it's like for five years, people have been saying it's on the up, but like restaurants have opened, restaurants have closed. Mm. You know, there's not, there has not been necessarily like this huge increase in yeah. culture, food culture that people are looking for. Like, to be honest, Andy, like, like there, there really are no other restaurants like Babyface in Wollongong now. Like I think you, you guys and you guys and Kavo, you guys and Kavo sort of sat at the Thanks, sat Simon. at the top of the pile. You know when it came to quality of the dining experience and 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 you know like no one else has no well, one else yeah, has tried that, yet. That's like, interesting part of Wollongong. Like the recent bar awards were last last week. Um, Howlin' Wolf and um, Burst and Death were both in Regional Bar of the Year nomination. Um, I think Newcastle had three in it. Cairns had two. So, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> so, so and, and we always seem to have bartenders, uh, finalists in national competitions. So we're really punching when it comes to bars. Yeah. But there just seems to be a lack of, of, sort of that, that higher quality restaurant. Um, there's, there's a couple of little hidden gems. Yeah. Some solid pizza places, some little Italian joints, some... You really get little Asian joints, but that kind of more mm. traditional fine dining, casual fine dining restaurant just just hasn't really eventuated. Like you know, said if, if you if you want a tasting menu, it was Cavo or Babyface, and now it's basically Babyface. Well, I just hope I just hope like you know all these apartments we're talk, talking about being being uh, banged up and people working way more from home and not necessarily having to go back to the office mm. even out of lockdown. Hopefully that you know that brings a more I guess discerning diner um, to the gong, and that there's more of a market for it. And we, yeah. you know, that our Wednesdays are, and Thursdays are pumping, our Sunday lunches are pumping, not mm. just our Friday Saturdays. Like it, there's no point having I think four the, four really good tasting menu restaurants if if they're not full. Oh, well, yeah, mm. well, yeah, and I think you know. it comes down to that: is that you know, is there a number of people for it? I think um, they did a study earlier this year. It was after the Mercury. Where they calculated that I think Wollongong loses about six hundred million a year to its economy from people who work in Sydney. So that's that's them, you know, buying well, pe- buying petrol in Sydney, yeah, yeah. going for that after work shop, going for that after work drink, that work meal, lunch, work, yeah, whatever it is. All, all these expenses that come from from just working a place go to Sydney, and then they come back down here. Mm. Um, and you do get people who live in like Thrall who just don't go to Wollongong. Like, oh yeah, like, shit yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a bubble. It's a yeah, bubble. massive it's, bubble up it's, there. It's weird. The they're just suburb. like, oh, I never go to Wollongong. You're like, what? It's, it's, it's there. It's down the road. No, I was just go to Sydney. Mm. So like, if so, you know, the the switch to you know maybe Wollongong becoming more populous and having better venues and people working from home mm. and potentially even some people looking at Wollongong as a, a place to put a big a big hub where people can work remotely, which a lot of businesses around the world are looking at will mean that a lot of that money stays in Wollongong. And that's, mm. that's a massive uh, mm. kitty to go. And, you know, you imagine a lot of that would be hospitality spend. Yep. Mm. I think, um, how do you guys feel about, like, how the planning plays out into the future? Because yeah. the, the, one thi- the, the one difficult thing is that the, the planning of the city is completely fucked, like, in a lot of ways. Yeah. We've, we've got, like, Two dining strips that are separated by a, a big mall that yep. is completely dead in the middle of the night. Like so, to get from one to the one to the other, you have to 
commit to a 10 minute walk or, a little, uh, or whatever a little little tuk tuk ride it's either empty or closed stores yeah, yeah like, and like i don't know like do you do you see like do you, are we are we just looking to make the best of what we've got in terms of the planning like oh, you, man th- let's like like Simon said, like council if you're listening if anyone from council listens to this like stop fucking putting massive apartment blocks up with empty retail space mm. underneath them. They've actually it's got, depressing. That, that was a rule from council. They've actually scrapped yeah. that rule. Oh, now. they have scrapped they, it. Oh, thank you. Because they if anyone's listening, that, yeah. thank you. Because <laughs> they realised it, it just spread the CBD out. So now yeah. you've got like a lawyer's office like down fucking Roland Avenue. But because, so many like, of them are like, just there's, empty. There's nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That as well. So it completely spread out the CBD. So they've, they've realised that was a mistake. Um, but realistically, again, it's, it's the fact that for... Hospitality people who are talented generally don't have that much money. So what we can afford to rent for our first venue is going to be an older place in a little fucking alley that you know is, that you have to you know you can just fucking tile the floor, paint the wall, and, and, and have a go. They're becoming few and far between. Yeah, but well, and it. we also like the the new places that under these apartment blocks they have fucking no character and it's a strip of five. Like I'm not going to open something yeah. in that. Like I'm just not and. I mean, actually, the, the one num- thing... numbers you've got to do to pay the rent there is... Yeah, just, and that's the other thing, isn't it? Is, is the cost of them. Um, but the one thing I did see um, was the... I don't know if you guys saw that, the wind development from yeah. the Grand all yeah. the way up to Spotlight. Um, you can say what you want about it, and you guys might disagree with me, like, but oh, it's better than what's there, right? I, I Which what's there is empty stores... Yeah. Um, and knockdowns. Awesome. Like it sounds yeah. like he's actually thought about what Wollongong needs. Yep, has looked at it and actually. Where along that? What's that street called? It's Crown. So, so, so oh, yeah. Crown, uh, corner of Crown and Kira. That whole block, the whole from block, from spotlight uh, down yep. to the Grand. Basically, he's slowly been buying that up because uh, my friend had a studio there and they left because they the building had sold. So he's finally now after. 20 years or something owns, owns it all owns the whole block and he's got his crazy plans of a large music venue um, it's all architecturally designed it's beautiful yeah right so they're going to redevelop that whole block redoing the grand three residential yeah, um, hotel apartment there, yeah it's it looks it's the I don't know how much the um, forecast was for the bill but it's insane yeah, yeah right so, but that's, so things like that are great and I think it does take someone who actually gives a bit of a shit about Wollongong for sure to do it so that I, was, I was quite excited about that and other people are as well it seems well it's a step in the right direction yeah mm. oh so, definitely definitely yeah. so I mean, it's, it's interesting times um, again Wollongong is still not the place probably everyone remembers that Wollongong was 10 years ago you still get that and you know, the amount of, amount of people who come down like reps and stuff they all froth Wollongong after they spend a night here yep. they're all yep. like oh, I want to move down you're fucking good. so everyone's like everyone does love it when they come here it's a great little place. We just need that, yeah, that kind of push over the edge to to mm. become a bit more of a yeah. hospitality destination. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's just interesting because like yeah, we do have these two strips. It is annoying that the two strips are so separate. It would be very very nice if they were they were in one place yeah. <laughs> and you didn't no, have you're to right, you're right. go from A to B if you wanted yep. to go. Like if I want to go for a drink at night, parrot, but also you know go for dinner at Babyface. It's just a bit yeah. of an annoying walk. Well, <laughs> like the, the, big, the, the bigger issue for this whole area is we're a real skinny region um, yeah. right down the coast and there's fuck all late night transport. Like if you want to get from Wollongong to Thoreau at 1am, it's, it's an Uber or nothing. Yeah. Like, and you know, they're few and far between sometimes. There's some real transport issues um, for a region that needs late night transport. Like you can't get a train off like 11.20. Yeah, it's pretty like, rubbish. Like north or south. So they, they, they keep banging on about how they want Wollongong to have this 24-hour economy and be this you know, late-night destination. But I don't know how the fuck they expect anyone to get here or get home. Mm. But they, they never seem to talk about that. So I think there's plans for that too. I hope so. There used to be yeah. a night bus that went like to Thrill and Bullock. Is that not on anymore? I don't think so, no. I think they canned it. Yeah. So, yeah, Wollongong. Interesting. It'd be interesting to see what happens. And look, like I think that one of the cool things is that we've already got a lot of local operators who are good and keen and like so like i mean we don't necessarily need oh yeah something i didn't mention about um before in Thoreau as well was franco that opened mm. across yep. the road from yep. ryan's yeah, which is in that little strip as well so we've got ryan's which is a great pub franco it's a good wine bar and um italian restaurant pickled poet wine bar and puppies burger dive bar which mm. which is, strip for it's, a, it's a great little strip yeah. you know just down the road from me there and then there's like frank's um 
Frank's, which well, is yeah. my, one of my favorite little bars. It's just an awesome yeah. little record store and bar and a few things up the road and stuff as well. So there's things happening up that way too. Mm. Um, and but we new, new bar for um, Port Kembla coming from, oh. from Ben Abraham of Good Times Only. Yeah, right. Okay. The, uh, What's he called? Oh. It's got a funny name. Yeah, it's the name name of an old ship or something, yeah. wasn't it? Fucking I awesome. can't remember. Sorry, Ben. Sorry, ben. Mm. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, something. Yeah, that's that's close. I think <laughs> new stuff on the way for Port Kembla too. Yeah. But like, what but I was yeah. going to say was like, it's cool because we have, like, we have keen young hospitality professionals that want to open more stuff. And like, that are sticking their necks out to do it and, yeah, and putting, totally. their, putting their money where their mouth is. Like the guys is. from yeah. Puppy Dolce were like a bee's dick away from getting the keys to Tropical Paradise Kebabs or whatever that joint was called <laughs> to turn it into something cool, which you know they would have turned it into something cool. Mm. The guys from Needing Ruby have opened Santino and mm. they might have more on the way, you never know. Yeah. Like, and the you Iron know. Yampi in um the Iron Yampi. I just I knew what it was the whole time. Yeah, there you go. Um, new small bar. So yeah, small so bars. The, like I said, the the, the suburbs. Anyway, uh, if you listen to this shine. and you're not from Wollongong, and you want to come to Wollongong and you know, yeah, hit me up. I'll check write, it out. I'll hit us up. You an itinerary. Hit us up. We'll write you an itinerary. Yeah. Or we'll just go and have a beer with you. Well, yeah, all that. I'll <laughs> just, just follow my normal triangle of, yeah. of wolf <laughs> births yeah. and deaths and. That's pretty much it. Night parrot. I, I don't know. I'm usually drunk. Someone's very drunk by then. He doesn't yeah. really know where oh, he goes night, after night that. Parrot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the third one. <laughs> that little chestnut. Okay. Uh, cool. That's a few good stories out of the way. Now we wouldn't talk some talk some shit about what we've seen online or give some tips or st- something. So look, I'll circle it back to the prawns. You forgot about the prawns. Oh uh, yeah. Look at him. So you know we were talking a lot about Basque cheesecakes. Yeah. Andy's done a Basque cheesecake. Uh, uh, yeah, we have on the menu. Uh, yeah. Uh, one a concrete playground just did an article about where to get the best. Yeah, the twenty best bass cheesecakes yeah, in, in Sydney. Sydney. So you know that you know the twenty in Sydney. Y- yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> You're not the only fucking one doing it, mate. You know Come when on. Messina's when Messina's <laughs> doing it like eighteen months ago. When Machina, yeah, Messina's yeah, doing a bass cheesecake ice cream. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that. That's, that's yeah. uh, you know, it's mainstream, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm too cool for bass cheesecake now. I go, I go, I go cheesecakes that have a crust. Um. Now, the thing that I've seen a lot of, I'm probably going to offend both of you because you've probably, pro- both probably done it in the past, is a butterflied prawn, a large butterflied prawn with some sort of bernoisette and capers on it. <laughs> no, haven't done it. Haven't done it? No. So no. I haven't done it? Um, we, what did I do? I just feel like it's a gimme. Like, it's a good dish. But there's just so much of it out there. It's like you just butterfly yeah. a prawn and you cook it on the hibachi a, and you put, put some bernoisette on it. And we did a little dish like that. We're, we're doing it as like a little, we're doing basically that, but not butterfly. Just a little takeaway pack. Right. The moment, but there it's you like go. Garlic and no, anyway, take, take away, look, takeaways. Excluded. It's great stuff. Yeah, I've yeah. just seen. I've just seen a lot of. Have you, do you guys agree with me? Have you uh, seen shitloads of these butterfly yeah, prawns on Instagram? It's one of those ones where it's a bit of a winner because people yeah. fucking love it. Um, also, like. Prawns are really expensive. Like a, yes. big, a big prawn can be like five or six bucks yes. yeah. for a single prawn. So if we're going to give you four, that's like a expensive dish when it's four <laughs> prawns. So to trick yous, we butterfly them, <laughs> spread them out, and they take up more space in the plate. And suddenly three prawns looks like six pieces. Um, so it's a winner on that level. Suckers. Because people just they don't think prawns are that expensive. No, it's true. They're fucking... And then the, like, the big ones are oh, yeah. very expensive. And you get them in and you weigh them and you go, oh, fuck, it's 110 grams. Yeah, yeah. Like, Look, <laughs> things are going to get perpetuated because people all will order them because they've seen them. Yeah, so, well, that's so the thing. Like, I, need, I need a little winner on the entrees. And you go, uh, yeah. yeah, it's fucking easy. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it's... So anyway, that's just bring it back to the prawns. And you mentioned prawns, Andy, not me. Yeah, yeah, so it's all your fault. Um... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> people love them, but yeah, you've got to. All right, so that's my thing from Instagram. You guys got anything that you've been um, noticing a lot of, or not noticing enough of, or I've I've, I've, I've noticed John Lethlin just trolling people. Yeah, right. He's a menace, man. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, he's a menace. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Did you hear our last? I think podcast? he knows he's a menace. Did you hear yeah, our, I, I know. Yeah. I, I did hear the podcast, but I mean, I. I've seen him. He gets in the comments section. For, and he, yeah. he does. He, he yeah. goes at people in the comments well, section. So the, it's um, actually pretty hilarious. He was in the comments section of the Good Food Martin Ben Vicky Wilder Leaving Society article. Yeah. yeah. So, someone said, well, now I'm definitely not going. 
Do you think that's a sensible comment or something? And then his mate was, then the guy who posted the original comment, his mate was tagging him, be like, John Lethem's getting into you. Yeah, he's a menace. That's my, that's my, that's my, yeah, well, we, yeah, something I've noticed. Chat about his reviewing last, last week. Yeah, we'll probably hold this for another, um, yeah. A podcast, Simon, and we'll see how the situation develops. But we've like had contact from some of the people at Heritage Wine Bar in Perth that was the subject of John's scathing review. Mm. Oh, you have, um, mm. yeah. And we'll we've got a yeah. There's a, we've been we're sort of back and forth a little bit, and things might develop, and we might mm. do another podcast and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. um, we'll leave that. We'll leave that side of things. But um, yeah. yeah. That's an interesting one. I mean, he's always out there. Couscous for comments, a good one though. Yeah, he's, he's he's out there. Couscous for comments, yeah. interesting. <laughs> I, I I like that couscous for comment thing. And um, there's a few times where I feel like he's taken it a little bit too far. <laughs> there bit. was one. There was one time where, um, some professional photographers were uh, reached out to a place to see if they wanted professional photography in exchange for a meal. Yeah, which. I, as a photographer, I think that that's a fair, um, you know, service yeah. service share. If you're getting something physical, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. exactly. But yeah. then, like the comment section is like tagging the, the photographers in there, going, "You blood sucking leeches <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and stuff," and it's like, dude, they're they're giving they're providing a pretty good yeah. service. Like I charged um, a fair bit of coin for my photography, yeah. much more than one dinner. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> so, and that's. that's sort of been the whole point of what you're saying is that like you know these people are asking for free food and not giving anything in return really mm. or anything tangible so yeah that is the whole that's the whole someone point. Yeah. something tangible yeah then that's a, a you know exchange of exchange of labor yeah um so fair yeah, enough definitely jumps on it a bit fair enough yeah right yeah, exactly yeah. so you got anything um i had a little tip um we on the tips well yeah and i, I did find them on instagram originally um grocery delivery Oh, yeah. Um, I'm all for it. From where? Um, so, the company I've been getting for is called Delish Deliveries. So, they're based in Sydney and they work with small farms. They're obviously there at the markets, um, at the butcher, at the fishmonger. Well, so, you um, can get a bit of everything. Yeah. So, they, they do one drop to Wollongong a week, arrives on a, what does it arrive on a Friday, Friday morning. Um, and just awesome. Great, great website, really good contact, really good, like, um, helpful support staff there. Um, and I managed to get some Cape Grim. Um, sirloin this week and some um, some uh, farm barramundi from uh, Coral Coast what are they called? anyway some of the best barramundi in Australia there you have it a couple of fillets so they're just um, great little company always throw in a little, little freebie a little free cheese this Ooh. week and a little free chocolates the week before that's nice um, that's and, nice it, and it even comes on the invoice it's got like you know where they're from and also we've got some Robertson potatoes and one this week was from something was from Phil the farmer whoever the fuck Phil is but just kind of they Phil, look like they're Phil at Moonacres. Yeah, it could be. Phil, oh, yeah. Phil Lavers. I mean, they, so they just seem like they're getting <laughs> some really, really quality stuff, um, all in season, all very well priced. Actually, a lot of time cheaper than the supermarkets. They have a little guide they do every month where they compare prices, um, and it's great to support a smaller company and not, yep. not the big fellas. Don't shop at Woolies. That's pretty cool. Yeah, use so less I've plastic been, probably in the end. And yeah, oh, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. No, nothing comes packed. It comes yeah. in one, you know, one, um, two boxes. So yeah, I've been um, frothing that. It's something I've been looking at it for a while. Um, and this company seemed really cool. Yeah, seemed like a, you know, a smallish There's, company. It'd be remiss of me working working for Food Fairness Illawarra as I did. It'd be remiss of me not to mention some of the local mm. grocery delivery services, Green Connect mm. and Farmers by Choice in Bulleye, which is another really good local farm that provides those options. And I guess it's the tough one, right? It's like we do live in this economy where convenience is the thing, and if you if you can't get quite everything you need from one veggie box, like you, as you're saying, you get meats and all yeah, that sort of stuff as well. Some, actually, and they've the got like I, a bit of choice. Yeah, the like they do have some like um, like cleaning stuff and, and a little bit. Of yeah, stuff right. As well, which is helpful. See, where, that's where convenient. Them, actually, is they stock uh, nude. Um, uh, men face nude, nude men <laughs> nude, nude fully grown nude um, men because a company called nude is Aboriginal owned and it's all um, like you know, hand sanitizer and, and shampoo and it's oh, all, okay. all nature oh green. right okay. they were actually the stockists in New South Wales for them so, oh, so that's I, great that's how I came across them uh, through that because I bought some stuff from um, yeah. this nude company so they've got so, they, so yeah they've got enough to 
only maybe have to dive into the shops to grab a couple of things yeah which is which is, for is easier for me than having to do one veg one meat one fit so that, that was the ease of this one but definitely some great local people if you want to get a weekly mixed veg yeah it's good seasonal produce definitely i think if you're a woolies or a cold shopper mm. what's it called simon delish deliveries okay um I had a great great start with uh with our ordering from them we're on to our third third week now but I've been pretty impressed. And yeah, the, the quality of the meat and the fish I've got from them is excellent. Like nice. the same stuff I'd use in the restaurant. Great. You got a tip, Andy? Not really. Not a tip? No, no tips? Oh, actually, well, give us a tip actually, for, um, give us a powerlifting tip. Powerlifting tip? Keep, yeah. keep that bar close, yeah? Get, yeah? You've got to get out of the hole. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> 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 Sweet. I'll remember that. <laughs> That's an Olympic lifting tip, by okay, the way. Yeah, I'm not, I don't really do powerlifting. Not for what's, your, what's, your, <laughs> what's your snatch PB? 95 kilos. You'll be snatching me one day. 105. Got to get nah, up another nah, team. No, not anymore, man. My knee's no, going. Knee's done. <laughs> no more heavy lifting. I'm done. <laughs> Keep it light. I got a tip. <laughs> Give us your tip. You've got good tips. I, I'm not one to often frequent the mixed drink section of the bottle mm. but I went there the other day. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> and <laughs> it's a cornucopia of interesting. Mixed drinks. It really is. Oh, and you know what I fucking bought yesterday? And it was really good because like we, we just moved and I, I bought a new house and we're renovating and like I literally don't have anything in the house at all. Mm. So like I was like, I, I want to take something home to drink and I don't really feel like beer, but we don't have any glasses. So I'm not going to buy a bottle of gin and a bottle of tonic and go through that rigmarole. So I bought a four pack of um, Archie Rose gin Lemon and pepperberry mm. gin okay. cans. Okay. So it's the change, isn't it? Because like you automatically think of like Bundy and Coke. Jim Beam. Exactly. Jim Beam. That's yeah. what I'm the talking big, about. The big dogs. Are and these fucking things are yeah. so good. You I'm just sure pull one out of the free, fridge and, yeah. and you've They're got good. this cold, delicious gin and tonic. It was really delicious. Mm. And... You know, I was trying to decide on what I wanted because you got your cracking, dark and stormies there. You got your like, like... A lot of a lot of small smaller yeah, Australian spirits comes the, the yeah rum, rum are making these cool mixed mix mixes like and a, like a fucking kid in a candy store yeah. <laughs> like a kid in a candy store you know where we went yesterday so we bought fucking we I normally would just go to the bottle and buy a case of beer if mm. I want a cold alcoholic cold drink but we ended up buying like a four pack of that we bought some this random um, alcoholic kombucha like some other some. I bought a craft six pack of craft beer or something like that as well. Just I don't know this weird little mix bag. But um, if if you're like I don't know, like I, I'd normally just bo- have have a bottle of gin at home and and yeah. pour it pour a drink if I wanted a gin and tonic. But I don't know. There's some interesting well, stuff. Like, and and when I, I'm thinking about it for next time I go to a party, you know yeah, what I mean? I'd never yeah. normally go there. You remember you always used to get those Gordons, the only gin and tonic available in the can <laughs> with the Gordons tinnies in a 375 <laughs> mil Coke can. Didn't they have that? Didn't they have that tonic. Monopoly? <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> but now, like, you go and get a mixed gin and tonic and, like... Yeah, Archie Rose. Yeah, there's Archie Rose. Mm. And, like, I mean, there's there's probably about five different Bombay ones there. There's Tanqueray ones. There's, yeah. You know, so... Yeah, so I, I didn't know this. An emerging market. Um, and yeah, it's so great for parties, great for picnics. Yep. Yeah. Which, uh, that's sanctioned right now. Um, totally. And uh, yeah, because you wouldn't go to a party. I mean, you, someone would. I probably would. But like, you wouldn't really turn to a party with a whole bottle of gin and a whole. Not since I was 17. Get a of and, Coke mix, yeah. and you pour out half of it <laughs> and then you fill the other half with a bottle of rum. <laughs> that, that's what mixed drinks were back in and my day. Take that to a party. Yeah. So yeah, a yeah. bit of a game changer that. Lots of. Uh, and. and it still looks like bars are going to be able to allowed to sell takeaways for some time, and lots of bars are doing mixed drinks as well. So, lots of great opportunities to get to don't have to don't even worry about mixing your own drinks. Don't Just bother. Lots of, Out, lots of opportunities to get that. drunk. Yeah, no, special occasions because because of waste. That's that's my thing. I, I prefer to buy one bottle mm. of gin and a big bottle of tonic than buy you know twenty cans of oh, fair enough yeah. something, All right. but. Yeah. Debbie, all right. <laughs> Special well, occasions, all about parties, picnics and, parties, right. picnics. Special occasion at home. Oh yeah, I mean if you're just having a cheeky gin and tonic at home, you, yeah. can, you can mix one yourself then, I guess. Yeah, that's what I mean at home. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right. I'm not, I'm not taking a bottle of gin to a picnic. What am I crazy? I'm pretty sure I did last <laughs> picnic. <laughs> did you? I just want the picnic we had with uh, Luke, Josh, Willie, and, um, and Scott. Sound like we a had, fun picnic. We're quite, quite, quite a. Uh, 
corner coaching. It's funny how it's funny how they call them picnics, <laughs> but basically it's just like getting on the piss outside. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. we had, we had quite the picnic with uh, oh, Jim, Jimmy Jimmy Butcher, Laura, Johnny, a few friends, yeah. Jen and I, down at uh, Wiseman's there. Love it. It was like some memento mori. Uh, Jen bought a bottle of champagne. There was a yeah, lot of. Uh, Cooper's pails and grifters and yeah, there's there's, there's booze everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah all legal. Mate. Go have your picnic. Completely, yeah. anyway, uh, we'll completely be completely alcohol. Soon. Yeah, we're getting there. Friendly area. All right, that'll do us. <laughs> I think, um, in Andy's words, keep the bar close, get out of the hole, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Hello, dear listeners. Steph here. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of The Food Fight. If you want to get in touch with us, it's at The Food Fight Podcast on Instagram or The Food Fight Podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you and we want to talk to you. Please leave us a five star review on iTunes. That really helps. If you want to hit me up, it's quicksandfood.com or at quicksandfood on Instagram. And if you want to get in touch with Simon, it's Simon underscore Evans underscore TBD on Instagram. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll catch you again with another episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.